morning. Doug Gray here of the Wealth Guardians radio show. Welcome in. I'm your host, and I am so glad that you decided to spend a little bit of your weekend with us. Of course, I've got Bryce Payne here in the studio with me. Bryce, how's it going this morning? Well, I'm still above ground, Doug, so I'm doing all right. How are you? You know, I'm good. And Tuesday when I was driving up here from Charlotte, I was listening to the radio, and, and I don't remember who it was, but somebody said it's 50 days till Christmas. And mm. I go, what? It can't possibly be. But it is, you know? I mean, this year has gone like crazy. Yeah, it has. Yeah, and uh, more importantly, 363 days now or something like that to the next election. Oh, gee. <laughs> so uh, you know, the political ads are, are going to hit you on TV now. And they've not, they haven't stopped. And really. I look forward to that. Oh. <laughs> All right. For those of you guys uh, who are new to uh, the show, Ray Financial and the Wealth Guardians is a local independent firm. And we work with folks who are retired or seven to ten years from retirement. And, uh, you know, most people just don't know how to turn their retirement savings, uh, 401ks, IRAs, and such into a steady flow of income once they aren't drawing that paycheck anymore. You know, I focus my practice on retirement income planning. And history shows there's two powerful truths when it comes to finances in retirement. Can I guess them? Can I guess them? Yeah, absolutely. Guess I'm going to say number one is what got you to retirement will not necessarily get you through retirement. You've been listening to the show a while, haven't you? I, I, <laughs> I, I catch it from time to time. And I'm going to I'm going to guess that number two is losses mean more than gains in retirement once you aren't drawing that paycheck. Am I anywhere close? On Amen, brother. How Spot about on. that? And there's a third there's a third truth as well. Doug, do you want to take a stab at that one? What's that? It's fiduciaries. We oh. practice as fiduciaries, which means that we are required to make recommendations that are in our client's best interest, not our own. It sounds like a novel concept, but most advisors out there actually are not required to act as fiduciaries. So very, there's your third important very truth. Very good points to be made there. Absolutely. So before we get started, like always, I want to uh, pause a moment and salute our military and our first responders. And especially since we're up on uh, Veterans Day Monday, I definitely want to salute them and thank them and for everything they've done for us. And the families. And I want to give an extra special shout out to uh, my Uncle Scott, who served in Vietnam in the Marines. He is over there right now, Doug, for the first time since he served. He's on one of those National Geographic uh, tours for two weeks over there, and he's sending back pictures and whatnot. He is having a great time, and I just... I almost want to shed a tear for him thinking of the wounds that he's healing right yeah, now being amen. over there. He's, yep. he's posting some great pics. So, Uncle Scott, happy Veterans Day to you. Thank you for your service and to all the families out there this Veterans Day. Thank you for everything that you do as well. All right. Well, uh, turning to today's show, Doug, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that this is one of the more important shows of the year that we do. It's crunch time, and the clock is ticking on 2019. There are some very important financial and retirement planning moves that need to be made by year's end if you want to avoid losing money in, say, penalties, taxes, or even lost opportunity costs. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, like I said a moment ago, it's 50 days or so till Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. That means uh, the year end is, is right there. You know, of course, it's a busy, busy time of the year for folks with the holidays and family gatherings and shopping and travel. You know, people are just scrambling around, pulling their hair out, trying to get everything done. 
and you don't really need anything else added to your plate. But when it comes to financial <laughs> retirement and tax planning, there's many rules and deadlines that have to be met. Yeah, well, I'll have a side of turkey and a side of retirement planning, please. Yeah, the bad news is that many of these deadlines are at the end of the calendar year, which, as you said, you're already busy enough. And that means that they have to be done by December 31st or actually even a few days before that just to ensure that they get done on time. Well, you know, Bryce, unfortunately, the consequences of missing some of these deadlines can be costly because there's no way to back up the clock and correct the issue. Right. You know, missing those deadlines could cost you money in the form of penalties, taxes, or even just lost opportunities. Yeah. This will be a very valuable show today to make sure you're not forgetting about some financial moves you need to make before the clock runs out on New Year's Eve. Very good, Doug. Let's do it. So the first to do with a year-end deadline is the required minimum distributions, or RMDs that we call them in the business. And it's important requirement has to be met for people who are age 70 and a half or older in 2019. This gets complicated. And they have a pre-tax retirement account, such as an IRA, 401k, 403b, whatever you have. Once you reach the age of 70 and a half, you have to start taking money out of these accounts each year and paying taxes on those distributions. Now, the RMD is due by December 31st of each year. Yeah, it gets a little tricky, though, because for the very first RMD is really not due until April 1st of the year following the year you turn 70 and a half. (laughs) Exactly. That's the federal government for you. So if you do wait until this date, you're required to take two RMDs for that specific year because you'll be meeting the RMD for the previous year as well as the current year. Now, sometimes that can be a really bad decision because it may throw you into that higher tax bracket that everyone wants to avoid. Now, after the first year, all future RMDs must be met by the end of that tax year. They only give you a little break that first time. Yes. So let me uh, throw out a couple of examples here. Please. Uh, Maybe this will kind of help people understand what's going on. Let's say you were born on March the 1st, 1949, and turned 70 and a half this year on September 1st. Okay. So you must start taking the RMDs for 2019. The rule states you can delay that first RMD to April 1st of the following year. So that means you can delay it till April 1st of 2020. Now, if you do something like that, you still have to take your RMD for 2020 because you took it for 2019. So that means you have to take two RMDs in one year. Most people don't really like to do that. Depending on the size of your RMD, this could throw you into a higher tax bracket by causing too much income in that year. Yeah, it just amazes me that uh, how complicated the IRS tries to make this. But you do want to be careful and do some projections when it comes to deciding when to claim that very first RMD. You need to get some help with that. Yeah, and, you know, most people will just take uh, that uh, first year, the year they uh, turn 70 and a half. And, but, you know, there's sometimes there's a circumstance or a strategy uh, which makes it make sense to delay taking that first year RMD. So to calculate the RMD, take the balance of your retirement plan 
as of December 31st of the previous tax year and divide that amount by the life expectancy table factor of your appropriate lifetime table, all published by your friendly IRS. Now, interestingly enough, folks, this year's RMD is likely to be less than what you're accustomed to in the past if you've been taking RMDs, because remember what happened in December last year? I do. We got whacked. We did. Stock market was down 20% by December 31st. So if you've got a lot of stocks in your IRAs, then your RMD is going to be less. So what you're saying is that the RMD is determined by what your account value was on December 31st. On December 31st. Right. Okay. So we got different tables, so make sure you're using the appropriate one for your specific situation to figure out that RMD uh, is, uh, is what you definitely want to do. Now, there's another complex rule about RMDs. Each retirement plan you have must be calculated separately to figure the RMD for that account. However, an RMD can be met out of one account instead of having to withdraw from each account separately. So, again, an example here. If you own several different IRAs, then you can take the combined RMD of all the accounts out of just one account. And you can do this the same way from all retirement accounts, but only from the same type of account. Gotcha. Again, an example, you can't combine an RMD from an IRA and a 401k. Those have to be done completely separately. Again, makes perfect sense, right? As I said earlier, if you don't take your RMD by the right time or you do not take enough to meet your RMD minimums, then the IRS is going to impose a very strict penalty. A huge penalty. It's 50% of the amount that you should have taken. Yeah, make sure you get help in retirement planning. Get an expert to help figure this stuff out for you because that is a, a monster penalty. Yeah, it is. We take this very, very seriously and assist our clients with their RMDs each, each and every single year. So if you need assistance figuring out how much to take from what accounts or, you know, and I know it's confusing, but if you have questions, look, don't hesitate to call. I mean, pick up the phone. It's 336-391-3409. And, you know, we'll take a look at your situation. Be glad to help you out. You know, we can also tell you about what I feel is the absolute best benefit in the entire internal revenue code for you folks over 70 and a half. It can potentially make your RMD entirely tax-free. In other words, it can help you satisfy your RMD requirement without paying a tax on it. This is a huge benefit. It's going to save you tax dollars, period. Again, the number, 336-391-3409. Well, Doug, that certainly does sound enticing. Now, the next planning move that has a year-end deadline is one of my favorites, the Roth conversion. And that's something that we have talked about a lot because a Roth IRA conversion is one of the most efficient planning tools available to save taxes and become more tax efficient down the line. Now, there are rules for Roth conversions, and they are different from the rules for Roth contributions. Don't confuse those two things. Conversions must be done by the end of the year, December 31st, while contributions can be done up until tax season, April 15th of the following year for the previous tax year. The benefit of a Roth IRA conversion is it gives the opportunity of paying taxes now on your pre-tax retirement plan dollars that are taxable to you or your heirs at some point anyway. Now, the key benefit to a Roth IRA is it allows money to grow 100% tax-free and allows you to withdraw the money or pass the money on tax-free as well. So... 
tax-free is obviously a very attractive benefit, especially with tax rates expected to rise in the future. Everyone here raise their hand if they think taxes are going to go up in the future. For the record, we've got three people in here raising their hand. So a Roth IRA conversion gives you the opportunity to pay tax now on pre-tax retirement dollars at today's historically low tax rates. And then, again, they're historically low with the new temporary tax code. And that was uh, that was set in place beginning, I think, a 2018 tax year. And that protects that money from your taxes in the future. So, again, if you believe tax rates are going to be higher in the future, as we all do, then this could be the golden opportunity of your life in the next few years. Take advantage of it. Absolutely. And the good news for Roth conversions today is that there are no more income limits or restrictions like there used to be. Now, this is an important topic we want to keep talking about, but we are up against a quick break here. So we're going to listen to our sponsors. And then when we come back, we're going to continue this about Roth conversions. Folks, stay tuned. We will be back in a few moments. And welcome back to the Wealth Guardians radio show. This is the show where we help our clients retire the job and keep the paycheck. Now, for listeners out there who are five to seven years from retirement and they want to confirm that they're making the absolute best decisions for retirement, hey, guess what? We offer a no-cost, no-obligation second opinion to make sure that you are indeed on that right path. And so here's our phone number, 336-391-3409. Again, 336-391-3409. Now, we're in the middle of our show called Crunch Time, discussing areas of financial retirement and tax planning that have end-of-the-year deadlines. And before we went to break, we were talking about Roth conversions. Now, Doug, anyone who owns a pre-tax retirement account can do a Roth conversion. That's correct? That is correct. No matter how much money they make. That didn't always used to be the rule. Now, let's take a look at a few key points of these Roth IRA conversions. First, got to make sure that you keep each conversion you do in a separate account because each conversion has a five-year rule before you can draw the interest out tax-free. So you do not want to combine conversions because it is very difficult to keep track of the interest that each conversion makes. So keep that in mind. Second, the IRS rules do not allow you, unfortunately, to convert an RMD. And we get that all the time. People ask us, can I just convert my RMD? No, you cannot. So if you are over 70 and a half, you can still do conversions, but only on the amounts above your RMDs. So to be clear, tax rules prevent you from being able to convert your RMD to a Roth IRA if you didn't need that money for income. And third, and final here, if you do a conversion, it is generally best to pay the tax owed on the conversion with after-tax money. Generally, you don't want to pay the tax out of the conversion because that reduces the amount that you can get into the tax-free position. Yeah, and there's going to be many more key points regarding these Roth IRA conversions. Yeah, there's going to be a number of them. So we want to make sure that you get the help of a retirement planning expert to assist you with determining if you should do a conversion or not, and if so, how much you should do. So again, at least currently, it is one of the absolute best tools available for becoming more tax efficient. And yeah, who knows if the Roth IRA will be around forever, as there have been discussions in the past about Congress getting rid of the Roth IRA. 
So, but for right now, hey, they're still available. Okay, now we're going to move on and uh, we're going to continue here. Doug, the next financial item that has a year-end deadline is retirement plan contributions. Mm, Yeah, that's a good point, Bryce. You know, some of these plans like IRAs allow you until April 15th of the next year to make a contribution for the previous tax year. Other plans have end-of-the-year contribution deadlines. For example... Your 401Ks, your 403Bs, many other workplace retirement plans, those contributions need to be made very soon in order to max out your contributions. And that has to be done prior to December 31st for the 2019 tax year. And if you're saving on a pre-tax basis as well and your employer matches, you definitely don't want to miss out on that. For 2019 workers under the age of 50, you can contribute up to $19,000 to your employer-sponsored retirement plan. And those of you who are 50 and older in 2019, you can contribute up to $25,000. This is your pre-tax maximum amount. And and the company matches on top of this, so that's important to keep in mind as well, Doug. Mm -hmm. If you want to contribute even more, you may be able to do so with after-tax contributions. But again, the deadline is end of the year 2019. You don't have until April 15th of the next year to contribute to an employee-sponsored retirement plan. you got to do it in fiscal 2019. Got it. If you haven't maxed out your employer-sponsored retirement plan contributions for this year and you want to, or if you want to contribute more and get more of that tax deduction, uh, then you need to hop on it on the stick and get it done before the end of the year. Like I said, it's what fifty now. It's not less than fifty days till Christmas. Time's ticking. You just don't have much time. Yep. All right, Doug. Uh, the next planning move that has a year-end deadline is gifting. You know, many people they like to give gifts each year and wait until the last minute to complete those giftings for that year. You mean some people put stuff off? <laughs> uh, some a little. So for 2019, you can give up to fifteen thousand dollars to as many people as you want to without incurring that federal gift tax. You can do even more than this if you want to use part of your lifetime gift exemption. Now, depending on the size of your estate. You may end up paying gift tax later if you do this, so you have to be careful here. If doing gifts to charity may want to consider giving an appreciated asset, such as appreciated stock as a gift, instead of cash. What this does is this allows to get rid of the asset without paying capital gains taxes and will also give a tax deduction for the value of the gift. Gifting the proper way may benefit both the church, the charity, the foundation, and all the types of organizations of your choice, while at the same time giving yourself some of those benefits. But no matter what, gifts must be completed, just like your contributions, by the end of the year to count for 2019. So again, it's crunch time, and the clock is ticking. All right, let me share one more thing to consider doing before the end of this year, which is to make whatever strategic moves you can now to become more tax-efficient and make your retirement plan much more valuable. Figure out if there's any financial retirement or tax planning moves to improve your planning and put yourself in a better position for the future. That's what proper retirement planning is all about, constantly making moves to continue improving your overall financial retirement position. Now, let's look at an example here. 
Let's say you have a taxable income this year of $50,000 after all your deductions and exclusions. Okay. In this case, then you're basically in the middle of the 12% tax bracket. Right. Remember, the previous bracket was 15%, and now it's down to 12%. So if you're married filing a joint return, you have a $50,000 taxable income in the 12% bracket. Yeah, in all probability, you will be in the lowest tax bracket you'll ever see, most likely. Okay, now, but this 12% tax bracket goes all the way up to $79,000 for that married couple in 2019. So that means you have $29,000 of room left in the 12% bracket to take advantage of. Right. You may want to make a strategic move this year to do a partial Roth conversion. This way you can go ahead and get some taxes paid on some taxable money now and take advantage of this low current 12% bracket. You have to pay tax on this money at some point anyway, in all probability, so you might as well use this 12% low tax bracket. You want to be able to control how you pay taxes now so that in the future you can have tax-free monies coming out of those Roth IRAs. Every year we sit down with our clients. We do an annual review that includes opportunities to make some moves now before it's too late. If you wait to do this early part of next year when everyone does their taxes and it's going to be too late to make some very effective, valuable planning moves to minimize your taxes and maximize your retirement plan moves. You need to look at pensions. You need to look at Social Security. You need to look at how much you've got to draw out of your nest egg. And if you add all this up, and you still see you're in the 12% bracket, then you know you're in a position today that will be the same position later if tax rates don't go up. Now, if tax rates go up, then you're in a worse position by waiting. This works for all brackets, not just the 12% all, bracket. All brackets, and you want to take advantage of this to become a lot more tax efficient, which will put you in that better position going forward, obviously. You know, folks, every situation is unique. And that's why we like to sit down with you for a no-cost, no-obligation second opinion review. We want to see if we can identify any areas where we can offer additional options, more tax efficiency, a Social Security optimization. Let us show you how to retire the job and keep that paycheck. So call us at 336-391-3409 or simply go online at the wealthguardians.com. Now, Bryce, before we started the show today, you were telling me uh, that you wanted to relay a story. Well, this, uh, uh, yeah, we were approaching the holiday season here, as uh, mind-boggling as that may be. And I have, I have this story that I like to tell from time to time, but I want to be clear, this is absolutely a true story. And this is kind of like one of those holiday miracle stories. So I well, went This to, is going to be good, I think. I went to school out on the left coast in L.A., the armpit of L.A., uh, San Bernardino area. And I had a friend, a close friend, uh, Kaylani was her name. And uh, somewhere during school, she moved up to San Francisco. So two years had passed. We'd been out of touch. This was before there was Internet and Facebook and all that ways to keep in touch with people. So I happened to be up in San Francisco two years later. And I thought, you know, let me see if I can get in touch with Kehlani. I'd love to have lunch with her. And again, this was the olden days. So what did I do? I called the operator. 
And yeah, I, I think this might have been the last time that I ever spoke to an operator. And I will say, Bryce, you're not that old. <laughs> <laughs> this was a while ago. So I said, hey, operator, I'm looking for a Kehlani Larson in San Francisco. And she says, well, we don't have, I don't see any Kehlani Larsons, but there is a K Larson. I said, all right, let me give that a shot. So she gave me the number. I, uh, I hung up with the operator and I called this number. Person picks up, a woman picks up. I said, hey, is Kehlani there? This was the response I got. Um, yeah, hold on. And I hear her say, Kehlani? And I hear someone in the background, yeah. So you've got a phone call. And I, at first I'm thinking, that was kind of a strange response. And then I hear in the background, I've got a phone call? And whoever answered the phone said, yeah. And I'm thinking, why is she so surprised that she gets a phone call? I don't get this. And she comes to the phone and, hello? Say, hey, Kehlani? Yeah? Hey, this is Bryce from, uh, from school. Hi. And I'm thinking, why is this so weird that I'm, that, that, why, why is this so weird? And I said, well, hey, look, uh, it's been a couple years since I've seen you. I'm up in San Francisco this weekend. thought maybe we would try to uh, get together for lunch. Oh, pause. She goes, how, how did you find me? So what a strange question. What do you mean, how did I find you? I called the operator. I was asking for Kehlani Larson, and she gave, me, uh, she gave me this number, so I'm calling you. And she goes, hold on. She goes, she puts the phone away from her mouth. She goes, hey, Kate. Yeah? What's your last name? Larson. Then all kinds of pandemonium ensued over the phone. What turns out, this was not Kehlani Larson's house. She was visiting for a few minutes over there at someone that she didn't really know, Kate Larson, who happened to have Kay Larson as, as her phone number in the phone book. So my point is that the odds of this happening are so astronomical that I happened to call her this one house out of all the houses in San Francisco at the very moment that she was there. My point of this is twofold. The odds of this happening actually are better than you winning the lottery, yet nobody is blown away that somebody wins the lottery. But you have a better chance of doing what I did than winning the lottery. The second point to this is you have a better chance of doing what I did calling this one house where somebody happens to be for a few moments at the same than you do of having a successful retirement planning and tax efficiency planning if you don't use a professional. I was wondering how you were going to wind that back into tax planning and, and, and financial planning. Well, folks, that is a true story, and uh, we look forward to seeing you here again next week. This has been the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. Have a great weekend. 